עוד יום יבוא ונשתה יחדיו לחיים בעיר ציון היפה ירושלים וכשהיום יבוא יונת העוף גבוה ישוב הזמר אל ביתו כולנו נזמר אותו Shalom, shalom, shalom. Hey, what's going on? My name is Michael Sano, and welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the 12 Cities in Israel podcast, the only positive podcast on the people, the food, the culture, pretty much everything that is Israel. We're here to tell you as much as we can about this big little country. So, uh... Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for watching or listening. And if this is your first time um, watching us on the video version of the podcast, please hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you can be kept in the loop um, whenever we have a fresh episode out. Also, if you want to, if you're watching the video version, you want to get um, this downloaded to one of your devices, your phone, whatever. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. Um, if you want to take us with you um, on the way to work, to the gym, or wherever. Um, also, if you would like, uh, please consider becoming a patron. We'd really appreciate it. You can head on over to our Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash 12 cities in Israel, and that's the number one, two cities in Israel. So www.patreon.com forward slash 12 cities in Israel, um, and consider becoming a patron. Anything you do helps out and allows us to continue bringing this awesome content to your eyes and ears. Um, all right. So Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 29. Um, this one's going to be fun. This one's, uh, actually, it's going to be different. And I will explain why, why it's going to be different. But it's going to be on 30 things not to do in Israel. And, but, there's a story behind it. There's a story behind how I wound up doing this episode, why I chose this episode, uh, this subject matter, and uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna poke some holes in this list because, um, well, let me do what I always do. Let me give a couple of shout outs to our sponsors. Our first one is to Neviot Plus, Neviot Plus flavored water, nature at its best taste. Neviot Plus delivers you with a true combination of health and pleasure. It is based. On Neviot Natural Mineral Water, one of its kind in Israel, it's enhanced with five, yes, that is true, five B-group vitamins. It's naturally sweetened. It is low in calories, only 35 to 40 calories per eight fluid ounces. There are no preservatives. I'm wondering how many ounces are in this bottle. Um, I can't tell. Uh, <laughs> and it's available in delicious, indulging flavors that's from neviot indulging flavors um those are peach grape and apple which we have here so if you're in israel you should be drinking neviot so head on over if you want to learn more to www.neviotglobal forward slash en 
uh, Neviat Global forward dot com forward slash en forward slash home. And that is correctly this time www.neviotglobal.com forward slash en forward slash home. And that's uh, N E V I O T for those of you who are wondering how to spell it. If you want to get this water though, head on over to our next sponsor, Macolet Online. And their main goal is to make Israeli groceries and Judaic products affordable and available to everyone in the USA and Canada. Their online store carries items that are unavailable in most places in North America, things like tahini, Israeli chocolates, frozen borekas. Oh, my gosh. Their pastry with cheese or potato, and they're amazing. And the Neviat water, which we're with today um at makolet online you will find your favorite israeli groceries or simply enjoy brand new flavors all of their products are kosher and most are manufactured in israel so if you want the taste of israel delivered to your front door head on over to www.makoletonline.com in order today for an added bonus if uh, you use the code 12 cities in Israel and it's the number one, two cities in Israel, no spaces, all one word. Um, they'll give you 15% off of your entire order. Awesome deal. I use it. Um, I use it quite often. So head on over to www.makoletonline.com and order today. Um, all right. So. Yeah. What is this episode about? Episode 29 is going to be about, um, I don't know, uh, misinformation, sort of, I guess. Not, not exactly trash talk, because there is trash talk on the internet about Israel. And I, you know what, I should do an episode on that too, but I'm not going to do that right now. Um, instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to cover this list of, what does it say, 30 things not to do when visiting Israel. So before we do that, I have to do the Ulpan section, which has become a new thing that we do. This is our third time doing it. And this one's actually going to be kind of fun before I get into, uh, before I get into the subject of this week's podcast. Let me take a sip of coffee real quick. Peter, what's up? Loving it. All right, give me one moment. Hold on. See, it's cool because when I take that opportunity, I get the opportunity to give a shout out to Peter, one of my super fans. Love you. Um, all right, so Ulpan. Ulpan, which means uh which which is intensive Hebrew learning. That's what we're doing. So um I am going to do are you ready? Who, what, when, where. Obvious. You need to know these words. All right? It is obvious that you need to know these words. These words are not obvious in your lexicon. They will be, though, because they're very, very easy. Phonetically, they're more just sounds, quick sounds. So the first one is me. Me means who so who 
Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's 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 the simplest word, me. So, um, so who me means who? Okay. So I, I they're so simple. I'm, I'm I'm as I'm doing them. I'm a little bit like eh, my you know your brain goes well. This is too easy. I I, I feel like I'm giving him candy. Well, basically you are. Uh, you're getting candy from me. And I'm not a stranger. I'm your host. Um, all right. So the first one is me, and that means who. Um, the next one is ma. What? This one will get you in a lot of trouble, especially with uh, if you use it like I do. I use it all the time. Um, and I use it when I'm speaking to people in English. I use it when I'm in Israel. And it is, it's, I guess you could say it's rude because you remember when you were a kid and you would, they'd call your name and you'd go, what? Don't say what, come here. Or basically, so the same thing occurs in Israel. So if you sit around, I had a Hebrew teacher and she would go, Michael, ma, 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 because that's all I'd say. She would call me and I'd go, ma. So yeah, real road scholar here. So um so ma means what? Our next one is ma tai. Ma tai. It's it's not ma tai, it's ma tai. It's quick, it's a quick a. But it is still um the same type of a. Is that a long a? I don't know. I'm not a phoneticist. So I just use the word phoneticist in a in a sentence. So, uh, matai, matai, what does that mean? When? Matai. All right. So, our next one is efo. Efo means where? Where? Efo. Efo, where? Now, I'm going to give you another one, and it's a weird word, but it's a cool word, and it goes with a phrase that I'm going to give you at the end. It is ze. Ze um, is that or it. It's the objective, if that makes sense. Is that the correct word? I don't know. So, ze, and the reason... I'm giving you that word is because of the phrase I'm going to give you, which is mise, maze, mataize. And I learned that phrase from an Israeli television show called Hostages. <laughs> so you just got a line from a TV show, um, which is an awesome show. Oh my gosh. We watched it on Netflix. It's ridiculous. It's amazing, um, and the Hebrew is very clear in it. So, mize maze mataize, and that basically means who, what, when, where. Who, what, when. Well, I guess, yeah, so you could do mize maze mataize efoze. Who, what, when, where, right? Um, but who, what, when. So, um, all right, that's it. Upan, painless. You guys did a good job. Yay.
I'm so happy for you. All right, one more sip of coffee, and then we will get to the meat of the discussion. Mm. All right, so one of the things, before we get into this, I'd like you to let me know in the comments, send me an email, whatever. Um, let me know how you feel about the Ulpan section, and if there are words that you want me to do, um, please let me know. Also, just to keep you um, updated, all of these Ulpan sessions are going to be in a separate series, Chamesh Bachamesh, which is five in five. Chamesh is five, Ba is in. So, Chamesh Bachamesh, five and five, all of these... Um, and usually it's going to be around five, but sometimes it'll be maybe six or seven if we're if we're trying to stay within the uh, stay within the the theme of of the words that we're trying to teach you. So, hey man, added value. Twelve cities in Israel. We're all about customer service. <laughs> so, all right. Speaking of customer service, not nah, I don't know. Um, Thirty things. So this is a so I'm doing research. On today's episode, originally this episode was going to be on, and I know as soon as I say it, you guys are going to go, oh man, that's a great episode, was originally going to be on food. Yeah, it's me. Come on. But originally it was going to be on international foods in Israel. And that kind of, so it's weird because you've got two little um if you were doing a venn diagram uh yep college um if if you were doing a venn diagram you would have the international jewish foods but then you'd also have international food foods and of those foods some you know a bunch of them are we would colloquially call american um but they're not necessarily american like when i was at a, a a football game um, soccer game in Beersheba, hot dogs. You can get hot dogs. They are totally different. Can't wait to talk about that. Um, you can get hamburgers, of course, but uh, those are both um, American foods, which is interesting. Were developed by immigrants in um, the United States. Um, but I was uh, trying to find out about Chinese food. Because there's a Chinese food place right around the corner from where I stay in Tel Aviv. Um, there's pizza. There's all these different kinds of American, but there's also like Thai. There's sushi. There's all these different things. So I was doing research for that. Um, and I came across this list of 30 things not to do when visiting Israel. And I'm a sucker. I'm willing to go into an internet hole. Whatever. No problem. Um and I clicked on it and started going through this list. And it's from a site called True Activist. And at first, I, I, as soon as I read the word activist, my, my brain like kind of hits a snooze button. Um, because it's someone with a lot of time in their hands most of the time. So um, I started going through this list and I was like, these are garbage. These are really garbage. Some of these are kind of right in context, but on the whole, these 30 things are garbage. And 
What bothers me is that it came up so high in the Google search. So what I decided to do was to get all of them, put them all down, um, and I'm going to spend the next um, the next 45 minutes basically going over why these are either wrong or just I want to give you the straight dope. Um, it's frustrating because there are so many misconceptions about Israel, and a lot of those misconceptions are because of ignorance. Um, but on top of that, they're because of an unwillingness to do five minutes more research, okay? And what I mean by that is you could have taken just about every single thing on this and gone into Wikipedia. Wikipedia, for all of you who are, who are just because I said that, are going, oh, Wikipedia, you can't use Wikipedia. It's not true. It's not true. I give money to Wikipedia so that they can afford to keep their stuff up and they you know there's a large group of people who back and forth um there's debate and it's um it's a really i want to say clean academic environment where stuff yeah bad stuff you know comes out bad information comes out but man if people don't kick it back right at them um it, that's something i would suggest everyone do Go into the discussion pages on some of the Wikipedia pages that you have a problem with. Say you read one, just click on it and go through it and look at the arguments. You think you have trouble at Thanksgiving. Holy cow. These people just, wow. Anyways, anyways, I'm going to take another sip because, wow, that was a lot of talking. Huh. What am I talking about? I do this for an hour every time. All right, so. Um, number one, don't of the 30 things not to do when visiting Israel. Number one, do not be afraid of being questioned upon entry at the airport. This is actually a good piece of advice. Very good piece of advice because for a lot of people, they are not prepared for the level of security, um, that Shinbet and Shinbet is who is responsible for. Uh, they're the internal security, uh, sounds way more sinister than it is. Um, but they're internal security and they're responsible for security at all of the terminals. You will be asked a bunch of questions. You will be asked your name a number of times. What's interesting is they'll do it and then they'll walk away and then come back and they'll go maybe say the wrong name. No, my name's Michael. Um, and they'll go, of course, sorry. That's all a test. Play along. Let them do their jobs. They're doing it to keep you safe. So that, number one, which is why I clicked on the next one, because it is. It's a good piece of advice. You should be aware that there is an extra level of security. For some people, you know, they're going to be like, I don't understand. Why they don't know you, bozo. So, huh, let them do their job. All right, number two, do not be alarmed by the sight, excuse me, do not be alarmed by the sight of soldiers around. <laughs> Some of these, excuse me, a little bit of a cough. Some of these are written really poorly. So just, you might want to, I don't know. Um, do not be alarmed by the sight of soldiers around. That's another one. Another one. Good one. 
it's good advice because sometimes, you know, you've got people who come from different places uh, where the sight of armed soldiers, and they are, they're all armed. They're all um, members of the Israeli military are required to have their uh, weapon on them at all times. Um, so, yeah, that's another good sound one. So they're sneaky. Whoever wrote this, sneaky. Um, number three. So on the based on these two, I was like, all right, cool. This is this is interesting. I clicked on number three. Don't forget to respect Jewish law and tradition. So that one, I now all right. So I'm observant. I'm an observant Jew. Um. What that means is that I, you know, do all, I pray in the morning, uh, in the evening, uh, in the middle of the day. I do a bunch of stuff. I observe Shabbat. But that's my thing, okay? That's not everyone else's thing, even when I'm in Israel. So this, cons- it, 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 it sets a tone as if to say that it is, a religious state. Being the Jewish state doesn't mean that it's the religious state. And that's an argument that's going on right now. There's even a television show in Israel where they wall off Jerusalem and the Orthodox run it. And there's a checkpoint, everything. They're smuggling, all kinds of stuff uh, because it's, it's a contentious issue. The... The religious authority, the religious, yeah, we'll use that word. I don't really consider it authority in the sense because they're men um, and men are fallible. But um, there's a need for that in the state, but that's not the state. And this, don't forget to respect Jewish laws and traditions. Um, You can get bacon in certain places not all restaurants are kosher but I'll get into that so that was where I started to get a little like this is weird I don't understand who who wrote this so the next one I called BS on so let me hold on one second not because it's wrong but because it's bad advice And I'll tell you why. So the next one, number four, never forget to stand when you hear the siren. So I was in Beersheba, how many years ago? Well, I I go every year, but a couple of years ago I was there and rockets were being shot still there. But um, the time I was there, um, rockets were being shot and there was a siren, okay? So what you do is when you hear the siren, you run to a shelter and you lay on the ground. This person's not talking about that siren. They're talking about the siren on um, Memorial Day and Holocaust Memorial Day, which are two times. And that's when everyone stops. I think it sounds for two minutes and everyone cars stop everywhere. The freeway stops. The minute it starts, you have like something like a couple of seconds 
and you stop and you observe it. That's what they're talking about. But there are other sirens, and those sirens are sounding now because of the rockets that are being shot over. So this person is not being very clear. So, all right. So this is where my confidence in this 30 started to diminish. So, all right. Um, the next one is never drive on the Hebrew Day of Atonement, which is true. People don't drive on Yom Kippur in Israel. Um, people walk. There are photographs that you can see um, of all these uh, these highways that are empty, and you can see kids on, on bikes, literally children on bikes, on these major highways uh, in, in the city of Tel Aviv and all over the place. But Arab villages, they don't stop because they don't um, observe Yom Kippur. So this is very, it, it, it's, is omitory a word? It omits things. Um, it gives you half the story and it's frustrating because it's coming to you as an authority. It's saying, do not do these 30 things. All right. So, all right. So we went over Yom Kippur. Don't disrespect holy places by being undressed. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, they'll tell you when you go to the Kotel, um, if you're a woman, they'll ask you to cover your hair. And if you don't, I, I don't know if they'll ask you to leave. Somebody let me know because I've never seen anyone not do that. Men have, um, I don't know if men have to cover. I know I do. Um, I never thought of it. Um, women can't show their sleeves. They, they have, I think they have scarves or something. Um, and... Uh, it, it's a pretty low scarf, so it'll cover like the top of the, the legs, the, the, uh, the thighs and stuff like that. But I mean, I don't know. I, uh, for me, it's never been something that I've had to think about because people just understand that. But I have to say there are people who in Auschwitz were taking selfies uh, like smiling selfies. So I guess this person's right. Um, but it's not, uh, it, it's more, please don't disrespect. This person is, is very aggressive in some of them and then just off on some of the others. So, all right. Um, all right. What's the next one? Um, do not expect public transportation on weekends and holidays. That's number seven. That's true. Uh, there's actually, interestingly, a big fight going on right now in Israel about um, about whether or not they should be allowed to do this because there are some municipalities, some towns, some cities that allow um, public transportation. Uh, the trains are, what are they doing? They're doing work on the tracks in order to stay on schedule for the Jerusalem high-speed rail. And the rabbinate has given special authorization for non-Jews or non-observant Jews to work on it on Shabbat. It's, it's yeah, 
Yeah. All right. So, yes, that is, that's good advice. What I would say is you should not expect rather than do not expect. This is just, um, it, and maybe it's semantics. Maybe I'm just being, you know, a punk, whatever. Um, this one bothered me a lot, a lot. Don't let taxi drivers take advantage of you. Um, because that denotes that all taxi drivers in Israel are pieces of crap and they're not, they're absolutely not. They're really great. Um, some of them have business cards. This is their business. This is their career. Um, and with new apps that exist, um, like get they they have, uh, ratings and stuff like that. And you can not take a driver if, if you've decided that this driver's not, it's kind of like Uber, but not. And, uh, but it's competitive. Yes, it's absolutely competitive. So they don't do them, you know, anything to screw themselves out. And I actually resent the insinuation that they're going to. Um, uh, my best friend, one of his friends is a taxi driver. Um, I, I just, it bothers me. It bothers me a lot. Um, all right. So this one, I, I just, I'm at a loss for words. Uh, hold on just one. I'm literally, I'm at a loss for words. This one says, never walk into a field that has no people. All right. As soon as I read it, I knew exactly what they were talking about. They were talking about minefields. Okay. Um, for, I mean, the Israel has been trodden over um, and surveyed and this and that and this and that. Yes. Is there a danger from all of the wars that have occurred that there could be a mine sitting out there somewhere? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's something that goes on in Europe right now. Is it logical to think that you are going to walk into an unmarked minefield in Israel to me no not at all I think it's the stupidest piece of advice there are tons of places that I've gone when I've gone out walking in the evening or in the afternoon or whenever where there was no one and there was no signage this was a bozo one. Number nine, never walk into a field that has no people. That's it. I, I don't want to say it's stupid because I think that's too harsh, but it kind of is a little silly. And I, I don't know who this person is. Um, and I'm going to discuss that at the end. And then it gives you a piece of good advice. Don't be ashamed to ask questions. Number 10 is don't be afraid to ask questions because the locals will more than likely help you. I remember reading that, but it also warns you, which I'm like, what? It also warns you that now you might wind up in a longer conversation. While also along the way over the next bunch, trying to get you to culturally acclimate to the people. So... I don't, I don't get what they're, I, it's a lot of mixed signals, a lot of weirdness in this list. All right. Um, 
we're at the halfway point and i'm gonna do the last 20 um but first but first but first but first i have to do my shout outs to our sponsors so without further ado um let me find the page that has the <laughs> that has the ad um, all right, iConnect, um, engagement with Israel that earns you rewards. iConnect is a website dedicated to teaching you more about Israel. It's also a social gaming platform where you can play, earn points, and receive cool prizes all for free. While you're there, you will connect with Israel by engaging with all of iConnect's numerous articles, games, puzzles, polls, and more. Now, why should you play? Because iConnect's unique platform introduces you to Israel in a fun, exciting, and most importantly, rewarding way, all while working towards giving you a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So head on over to www.iconnect.co.il. That's www.iconnect.co.il and start playing now. Our next one is from Israel Phones. Israel Phones is the leading provider of communications devices for four people traveling to Israel. Sorry about that. <laughs> Israel Phones offers SIM cards, mobile phones, rentals, and MiFi devices, which are mobile Wi-Fi hotspots, and serves the connectivity needs of tour groups, synagogues, schools, community missions, study programs, and individuals visiting their family and friends, supplying you with all of the mobile phone equipment that you'll need on your next trip to Israel. Right now, because of watching this show, if you use the coupon code 12 cities in Israel, number one, two, cities in Israel, all one word, no spaces, you will get a free SIM card, which is a $30 value, if you, uh, which is a $15 value if you spend $30 or more. So, free SIM card, $15 value if you spend $30 or more um, on their site. All you have to do to get this deal is use the coupon code 12CitiesInIsrael. Again, the number one, two, Cities in Israel. No spaces. Um, when checking out on your next order. For more information on what Israel phones can do for you and to get this great deal, please visit www.israelphones.com. That is www dot israelphones.com hey guys i am sorry about that um i have a little bit of a cough and i'm trying not to cough while i'm speaking so um yeah i've i kind of stumbled a little bit through that one but i think we'll be okay um let me take another sip of coffee maybe that'll clear it up hold on mm -mm -mm. <clears throat> anyway all right so moving on um, our last one was don't be ashamed to ask questions. Great advice. Great advice. Great advice. It followed. Don't walk into a field that has no people. Uh, okay. Um, so continuing on with this lunacy, um, number 11, do not smoke on the Sabbath. Okay. If you're an observant Jew, then yes, if you are not, smoke your brains out. This is so like 
don't do that. Nobody cares. You may get a look. Um, but I mean, you can't get in people. Israel, it's not against the law. You know what I mean? Um, and most people won't care. And those who are observant and do smoke, if they get frustrated, it's only because they want a cigarette. So that's a dumb piece of advice. Um, All right. So calm down, relax. Not a big deal. (laughs) No, I just, I mean, it's so like these are mandatory things. It it shows a, a, general lack of understanding of the people, the culture, the society that exists in Israel. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm going through this because I don't want people to come across information like this and to feel like this kind of information is in any way, shape or form true, which is confusing because some of it is true. Um, but then you have whoppers like this, which don't even make sense. Um, Number 12, never forget to drink water regularly. Again, totally, totally valid. I did an entire video on dehydration and staying hydrated in Israel. Valid, solid advice. Um, One of the things you should watch out for, though, is overhydration. Did not know it was a thing, but definitely don't drink too much um, because it you go into some kind of systolic shock. I, I totally, I don't even know if I use that word right. Whatever. Um, but, yes, you should hydrate. So, they got, they get a couple right. Um, then, 13, don't think you can get a light meal. All right. Not true. Absolutely not true. Um, there are tons of places to get a light meal. If they're talking about a place to sit down, down a restaurant 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 i i could see what they're talking about but that's not all the restaurants there are tons of places where you can go in and you can get their falafel shops there are sabik shops there are schnitzel shops there are the food court in the numerous malls in israel you can get um a little bit of food you can get like i was doing research you can get slices of pizza there are mcdonald there's fat this is uh frustrating so yes um yes do not think you can get a late meal which is followed by 14 never get annoyed with sharing your food again totally not true um yes it's customary for that for 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 in a lot of restaurants for them to bring out what would be called in the united states i guess family style um and that you will you it's not that you're sharing from your plate it's just that the servings come out in, it comes out in a large serving for everyone if you're in that kind of restaurant. But if you meet with your Israeli friend and I get a pita and you get a schnitzel sandwich and I say, you know what, I really want a bite of that schnitzel, I'm not going to go take a bite out of their food, you know. I'll ask, 
they do have manners. This guy is a bozo, whoever this is. Um, all right, so never forget to leave a tip. Okay, that, that one's valid. That one's really good because according to this, and I don't know any better, I always tip, always tip, always, always, always tip. The thing is, and they don't talk about it, which is annoying because they give you the advice, but they don't tell you why you need the advice. So you need to give them the tip before they take your card. So a lot of times in the United States, what we do is we get a card in a folder or whatever thingy. They bring it back. We write the tip on the slip and then we sign it. We add it up. We try to do the math. Oh my gosh. Sometimes it's horrible. Um, that's not how it works in, in a lot of places in Israel. The way it works most of the time is that you have to tell them the tip and to put it on the card. Um, it happens in bars. Like I have uh, this one place that I go, Benji Bar. Um, and I always give them a monster tip. They're in Beersheba. They're over by Ben Gurion University. Um, I actually should do a shout out to them. Um, but yeah, you have to remember to give them a tip. Uh, what they allude to is the fact that wait staff don't make money. They don't make uh, pay. They don't get a, uh, a wage. Yes. Um, and that they subsist on tips. That's their salary. I don't know if that's true. I have no idea. Um, hold on. Another sip. I should call this the drinking coffee, 12 cities in Israel coffee show. Um, <laughs> anyways, so yes, that's a very good tip to leave a tip. Um, uh, but you need to know why, and they didn't cover that. So that's 15. So we're halfway through. Um, and we're doing good on time. Um, don't expect people to line up. Um, I don't, they don't tell you what they're talking about. When you go to the bus station or the train station, you have to wait in line, uh, to go through security. You don't jump around in line in security. If you are going into the mall and you have to go through security, you queue up. You don't jump around when you're dealing with security. Um, if you're in front of the Boreka shop, which I go to, that's just a hot mess. People just, you know, come in and they'll, but sometimes you have to weasel in because you know how when you order something and you move to the side, that doesn't always happen in Israel. A lot of times they'll order and they'll just stand there. I don't know why. It's not a bad thing. It's just what they do. It's different from us because they do it doesn't make them bad. Don't, and this alludes to the, like, insinuates that they're bad. There's a lot of insinuation in this list that I don't agree with. Um, I'm going to give you this list in the description. Uh, you can go through. There's nowhere to leave comments or anything. So, it, um, yeah. Um, ma, 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 ma. Where are we? We are on 16. Don't expect people to line up. Number 17 is good advice. It says never... And I don't like that. Never discuss politics in Israel. Um, as a rule, I try not to discuss politics just because it's loaded and it's my business, not yours. The same way your politics are your business. 
Um, do I have opinion on policy? Absolutely. Um, do I have people that I trust that I discuss it with? Do I have people that I think are more knowledgeable than I am? Absolutely. Do I think I, do I have people who may not be as knowledgeable? Yeah. Um, I've always felt comfortable discussing politics because I know where I stand and I'm always willing to listen to someone else. I think it is unwise to blurt out positions as fact. You know that so-and-so does this and it's wrong. It's also um, unwise to moralize on politics. Um, it's just my opinion. That's all. That's it. Um, so I don't think that that, I think it's, I think it's well-intentioned advice, but it, it, I mean, who goes around talking to the guy at the, uh, shawarma place talking about politics? I mean, if people feel obliged to just bring up politics randomly, um, I don't know. Those are the people that should generally most likely keep their mouth shut in general. So, um, all right. So yes, good advice. Um, this one kind of ticked me off. Um, number 18, never think Israel is cheap. That's wrong. That's totally wrong. And I'm going to get flack for it. People are going to, you know, come at me for it. Oh, Israel's expensive. It's expensive. Yes. Things, certain things are expensive in Israel. Housing can be expensive. Airbnbs are not. They're not. Um, airfare to Israel is expensive. Getting around Israel is not. I live um, outside of New York City. The price to take the train into New York City is ridiculous. Anyone who tells me it's more the cost of living, I'm not talking about housing, but the cost of living is more expensive in Tel Aviv than anywhere else. Hasn't been to New York City, hasn't been to San Francisco, hasn't been to London, um, where the cost of living's out of control. Yes, certain things do cost a lot. Um, Tel Aviv is an expensive city, but Tel Aviv isn't Israel proper. You know what I mean? And I'm going to get to that. I'm just going to leave it there. Tel Aviv is not Israel proper. So I have been able to live for a month at a time in Israel on maybe a thousand, two thousand bucks. That's not a lot of money. It's not a lot of money. That's not including housing, which I pay for before I go, but subsisting and having a good time going out, going out to eat, going and doing things. I've actually found in Israel, for me, it's cheaper to eat out than to go to the grocery store and buy stuff. So this person, I don't know. Um, there is an article that I read, which was another one that kind of, I was like, are you kidding me? Um, where people who had moved to Israel had complained that it was so expensive. And then you find out later in the article, it's expensive because all of the things that they're buying are things that are imported into Israel. So it costs more like cereal, uh, like breakfast cereal and stuff like that. And I'm like, of course it costs more adapt. Uh, anyways, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, th all right, good. Okay, so the next one is don't visit Tel Aviv if you won't stay the night. What? That's just bonkers. 
Um, again, this goes towards, and as you get deeper into this, you start to really see who the person writing this is. They're talking about the nightlife. They're talking about that as if that's the only thing to do. There's a ton of stuff. Um, there's a ton of stuff to do in Tel Aviv during the day. And for those of us who get up in the morning, like I get up at seven o'clock in the morning, six 30 in the morning. So it's not a big deal. Um, it's just, uh, all right. Going into 20, never compare Tel Aviv with Jerusalem. I don't, I, I don't know who this person is. Who would compare Tel Aviv to Jerusalem? They're two totally, totally, totally different atmospheres, environments. Tel Aviv's only been around less than 100 years. Um, I just, it shows a general lack of understanding of Israel as a country that they would put that. For anyone who stood in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv, even if they were at different times, separated by decades, would never think. I mean, there are going to be comparisons like, oh, you know, Jerusalem's a little more um, older. I don't know. Kid-friendly. I don't know. I, I, but there are things, I, I just, it's not something I would put a list, put on a list of 30 things not to do in Israel. Um all right, I'm going to have to wind this up. <laughs> Don't forget, Israel is fast becoming the gay capital of the world. Totally true. Totally true. Um, does not belong on a list of things to not do in Israel. Why would you put that on there? I mean, I don't know. Um, do not bring these things into Israel. And those are bananas, pineapples, and meat and dairy. So whose luggage is full of pineapples, bananas, and meat and dairy? And I just want to know, literally, literally, I'm dying to know what the story behind this bozo putting that on the list. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, um, number two, followed by number 23, which is totally valid advice. Never try hitchhiking. Um, as a parent, I would say, don't try hitchhiking. I've done it before. Don't do it. Um, in Israel, there are some cases where some really bad things have happened. Um, but for actually for a, it, it was traditional in Israel for young people to hitchhike, um, which I don't know if you know this, but in the United States, it was the same thing. But yes, that's sound advice. Don't hitchhike in Israel. Um I just, I don't, it, it's all over the map with this list. Um, don't believe expensive hotels are the best. That's not a thing not to do. Don't believe expensive hotels. Don't believe. It's one of the things. Um, do not, followed by do not think your credit cards are always going to be accepted. That's true though, because, um, but you will find even the rattiest little shop sometimes has access to a swipe reader. Um, you go into the Shook, 
into some of these open markets and these guys are high tech. So I don't know. Yes, you should always carry some shekels with you, but I haven't really needed to. Um, but yeah, so that's good advice. Um, do not, um, oh, never forget to bargain when shopping. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you're in the shuck, maybe, maybe, um, what I would say is rather than never be afraid to bargain or never forget to bargain, understand the currency, um, exchange rates. If you know how much something is worth in the U S you'll, it'll generally be about the same in Israel. Like a pillow will cost how much a pillow costs. And if someone asks you for 300 shekels for a pillow, no, thank you. So sound advice, but in a really weird way. Um, and then this one, don't forget to book a meal in a home. Cause I'm just going to randomly book a meal in a home. That's a plug for someone. That's uh, like probably his mom or something like that. I don't know. Um, never think all beaches are the same because they're not. I mean, apparently every beach, according to this person, every beach has a theme too. And being nude, so they have nude beaches in Israel. Um, they have religious beaches, which I knew they did, but I know they have female beaches only sometimes. I don't know what the particulars are, but I don't consider that a theme, more of a type of beach. Um, but apparently they all have themes. Like I wonder if one's dolphins and one's like, uh, uh, Winnie the Pooh themed. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Um, and then this one, which is good advice. Never shave before swimming in the dead sea because it's salt. It's, it's super duper high salinity and you will basically get a chemical burn. Um, so good advice. Very good advice. Um, followed by one that's absolutely valid. Never leave your belongings unattended. And when you go to the airport, they always ask you, has anyone else touched your bags? Have you ever left your bags unattended? The answer, of course, is no, no, no. Um, and it's good advice. So I, there's, there's a lot of bunk in this. There's a lot of weird in this. There's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of omitted information in this. I'm going to put this in the description because I feel like you guys have to see this. Um, but this actually gives me a good idea, a really good idea. And what I can do, that's it. That's the 30 things you should never do. Um, some of them are don't think, uh, which I, uh, okay, don't think. Um it's not a very well thought out, well written list, but it is something that someone's going to come across and treat as, you know, the word, you know what I mean? This is the definitive word on what not to do in Israel. Um, and I felt that it was important to, <laughs> to tell you how much of a bozo this person is. Um, and you know, it's twice as frustrating. Okay. I went through that whole list. I kind of outlined everything for you. Guess what? They didn't put their name 
on the list. So as a site, that's it. So nobody put their, took responsibility for that list. I'm taking responsibility for telling you what I do and do not know about the list and what I, and what I think is wrong with the list. But um, that's so frustrating, isn't it? All right, so that's pretty much it. That's all I got for you this week. <laughs> so, ah, I thought it was fun. And if you learn something new, um, you definitely learn some new words. Um, but all right, that's pretty much it. Um, so, 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 so I am in the middle right now of scheduling my people, uh, my guests to come on my show. I'm really excited for when we're going to be there, February, 2020. Um, I paid for the room, the location we're staying at. I paid for the airfare, paid for everything. The only thing I have left is about $2,000, plus these uh this other piece of equipment that i need um which totals out to about two thousand dollars we are gonna have so many awesome people on this so many wonderful wonderful stories so many wonderful wonderful warm people i am really gonna have the opportunity to show you in israel you have never ever seen um so that you know what is what? I have people from JNF. I have people from, uh, that's the Jewish National Fund. You plant a tree in Israel. Uh, that's them. Um, I have people from, um, who do I have? Shoshana Keats Jaskel, uh, Sarah Tuttle Singer. Got your name right this time. Remembered your last name from the Times of Israel, which is a newspaper in Israel, that they're fellow bloggers with me in that newspaper. Um, uh, Doron Almog from Ale, which is a special needs organization. Uh, just a bunch of wonderful people. I have Rivka Carmi, who I am so honored is coming on the show. She is the former president of Ben Gurion University, one of the schools I went to. Uh, so I'm I'm so blessed, excited. Daniel Seaman, who is a uh, he's a journalist and he's a former spokesperson for the prime minister's office. Um, who else? Uh, Emmanuel Kadosh, who's from uh, ILTV. She's a television host. She's a really talented person. Um, who else? Yishai Fleischer, who is the spokesperson for the Jewish community in Hebron. And if you could help and go to uh, our website, www, 12 Cities in Israel, and help us with that last $2,000, it would mean the world. Um, I am doing everything I can to bring this to you and every little bit that people can help, um, means the world to me. Um, I'm working on getting some things together to give the people who have donated to me. Um, we're getting merchandise. Yay. I'm going to be working on all that. When I get back, we're going to be working on mugs, all kinds of stuff. Um, really fun stuff. T-shirts, uh, with some logo designs. If you go to the Instagram um, the, uh, page that we have, you'll see them. You got to scroll through. Maybe I'll put some new ones up. Um, but yes, if you could help us out, that would be really, really wonderful. Just go to www.12citiesinisrael and hit the PayPal button and, uh, we'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, all right. Thank you so much. 
for the uh, for joining us for the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our feed and become a part of the 12 Cities in Israel community. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. <clears throat> and we'll be bringing you a brand new podcast every week, so keep your eyes out for it. Um, also, to help support this podcast, you can visit our Patreon page and become a regular donor. I told you about that in the beginning. You can find that page at www.patreon.com forward slash 12 cities in Israel, the number one, two cities in Israel. And also, please visit our YouTube channel where you can see a video version of this podcast plus other videos that we have produced including our full-length travel episode on the city of Beersheba in southern Israel. While you're there, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. Also, if you watch the video version, you will see during the Ulpan section of the podcast, you will see the Hebrew words written in, um, in type, in script. I have the phonetic uh, pronunciation of the word. Uh, transliteration, I think it's called, and the meaning of the word. All there for you, so come on over and check it out. You can also check out our website, www.12citiesinisrael.com. You can find us on our Facebook page, on our Instagram page, where I'm putting up brand new pictures all the time, and on Twitter, where I'm tweeting. I'm in the Twitter sphere, talking about all kinds of... I'm just talking whatever whenever if it pops into my head um but yeah so come on check them out uh and yeah that's pretty much it all right